Hey guys, it's Tony. I'm here to talk to you about Awaken Conference. Now, Awaken is a young adult gathering in Charlotte, North Carolina from January 31st to February 2nd, 2020. And it's meant to help you recharge your spiritual life and connect with a community that you can grow your faith alongside. Now, this year's presenters include a killer lineup with Caleb Isley of Humans of Adventism and, of course, a friend of the podcast. He's been on a few episodes. Kim Cove, a licensed counselor, and Randy Ban, the creative producer at Nike World Headquarters. The keynotes will be brought by Ben Lundquist of the Rise and Lead podcast, uh, a good friend of mine and an amazing speaker. Trust me, guys, you will not want to miss out. And Absurdity will be there. So me and Becker, uh, you get, get to see us if you come out. Uh, would love to come and talk to you. We absolutely think that this is something you're going to want to come and see. Speaking of, if you enter the code Absurdity at awakennc.com, that's Absurdity, A-B-S-U-R-D-I-T-Y, at awakennc.com, you're going to get a 10% discount. We'd love to see you there. This is absolutely something that we support, and we think that Awaken is a part of the growing church movement that we want to see moving forward. Once again, if you enter code absurdity at awakennc.com, you'll get a 10% discount off the initial price. Love to see you guys there. Hey guys, welcome to this special release of Absurdity. I really wanted to highlight something I've been talking about for the last few weeks, Awaken Conference, happening in North Carolina in Charlotte, December 28th through 30th. So today we have a special guest. We wanted to catch you while you're traveling and maybe listening to a few more podcasts and give you all the information you could about this and highlight what's happening for young adults 18 to 35, that kind of age range, and what's happening this December. It's not too late to sign up and register. So stay tuned for that. And there is a discount code available. It will be absurdity. Absurdity is your discount code for 10% off of registration at Awaken. Uh, Just a couple notes uh, as we jump into this. First of all, I'm sick, but uh, time waits for no man. So we recorded this anyway. So I am uh, wrestling with a really bad head cold and what I think might be strep throat, unfortunately. So uh, we recorded this on November 20. You're hearing this potentially November 21 or later. But we wanted to make sure you got relevant and good information, so we recorded it anyways, and I'm sorry for being sick. The other thing is we recorded through Google Hangouts, so there's a couple spots where you might hear the audio uh, kind of uh, speed up. That's Google Hangouts catching up to its own lag, so sorry for that. Sorry for any audio issues in general, but thank you guys so much for listening to this, and we really hope you enjoy this feature with Ryan Hodges. Hey guys, welcome back to Absurdity. Today we have an awesome guest with us. Tony is not with us. Good riddance, Tony. Uh, But I am here with a really good friend of mine from my time pastoring in the Carolinas. His name is Ryan Hodgins. Ryan, thank you for being on the show. Yeah, man, it's good to be here. And yeah, good riddance, Tony. I'm sick of that guy, I'll tell you what. (sighs) Jeez, man, his like 12-minute rants can't stand it. I'm so glad that he's gone. Um, Go away, Tony. (laughs) He's going to listen to this and be like, fine, that's how it is. All right. Um, <laughs> Ryan, I, so Ryan, before we kind of dive in to the, the, the main gist of today's episode, why don't you tell us just a bit about yourself, your family, ministry history, and where you're at now? Yeah, well, um, my life, like everyone, starts as a baby, and I was, uh, I'm from Canada, so that's where I was born, raised, my family's there. I do have a brother that lives out in California with his family, but uh, my family is mostly from Canada. Uh, I now live in North Carolina, 
Um, my wife and I met over the internet 12, 13 years ago, and we, I moved down here to pastor after we got married. And uh, we've got three beautiful little girls that uh, sometimes drive us insane, but we love them. And uh, uh, I got the privilege now of sharing Seventh day Adventist church in Charlotte, which has allowed me a lot of opportunities for ministry that have been really cool and I'm pretty stoked about. Awesome. So you're at the Sharon SDA Church, and that's that's kind of, I think that's where we really got connected. Prior to that, we hadn't, you know, I'd seen you at different things, but I don't think we had really talked before you a whole ton before you really moved over there. We were just, um, just bearded brothers before that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just bearded brothers. So um, while you were at Sharon, you started a young adult ministry that I ended up kind of joining in on, joining, hopping in on the bandwagon for, uh, called Psalm 704. So can you talk to us a bit about what Psalm 704 is? Yeah. So, um, when I got to start at this church just over a year ago, actually, I guess it was just under a year. Um, they said that they really wanted me to focus on youth and young adult work and primarily on young adult work. They'd had stuff for youth ministry, but not young adults. So I looked around and grabbed some, uh, you know, 20 to 30 year olds and said, Hey, what can we do? Let's, let's brainstorm. Let's come up with something. And so we kind of just went out for a meal and just kind of picked each other's brains and said, Hey, we need a, we need a, a better worship service. We need like a, a contemporary worship service, something that identifies with people that are not typically going to go to a traditional church service. And uh, we kind of just went from there, and and that's kind of where it came from. Um, the name Psalm 704, a lot of times I get questions about the names. Hey, where did you come up with his name? Well, you know, we were just kind of, you know, you throw out names, and we were we were hitting off. We Everybody likes the, the book of the Psalms, and uh, our area code here is 704. So we were like, hey, how about something like this? That's how it, somehow that came out. But then we were like, clearly clearly there is no psalm 704 so we we're trying to figure out what to do with this and i think it was a godsend really because uh we were looking at the numbers like psalm 7 verse 4 that didn't apply we opened a psalm 70 verse 4 and it's perfect for our ministry um it talks about people that search for god are going to be rejoicing and celebrating who he is and it just it goes awesome with our ministry and we really love it so it worked out pretty well awesome that's really cool and and so Psalm 704, it meets, and I, I could be wrong on this. I think you, I think, but I think you guys are doing it still the same. It meets what the first Friday night of every month is a worship service, and the third Friday night is a Bible study. Is that still the case? Yeah, it is. Um, we actually just had our last uh, Bible study uh, last Friday night, and it was, you know, it was so full in the room. It was pretty awesome. I mean, we had um, a bunch of people, a lot of people contributing to the conversation and discussion, and have some a little bit of just simple music beforehand, and then we just just kind of talk out life issues um, and biblical perspectives on those things. Gotcha. So the the reason that I wanted to talk about some of this stuff is because um, I think with the young adult crowd in general, that young professional age or eighteen to thirty five, uh, a lot of us feel kind of abandoned by the church. We don't really know what's going on. There's nothing really geared toward us, and if it is geared toward us, then it feels like it's pandering or it feels like it's, you know, not really authentic. And this is something that I really wanted to highlight because, A, I was involved in it, so 
obviously it's amazing, but B, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, B, it is something that is geared towards young adults that I don't think is pandering. I think it actually is something that is legitimate. And so you've actually, there, there's a way to engage with Psalm 704, even if you're not in the Charlotte area, and that is with something that you've just launched pretty recently. Um, I'm not sure exactly when the air date of this podcast will be. So anywhere from a week ago to three weeks ago, um, you released the Psalm 704 podcast. So uh, talk to me about the Psalm 704 podcast. Yeah, um, and I think this is what actually got me the clout to get on this amazing show that you host here. Um, <laughs> you're like, hey, someone's podcasting. Let's let's grab this. No, anyways, yeah, we were, we were um, trying to hit up how to reach people, how to spread the message in the area. And I'd been listening to some stuff and heard about how many young people are listening to podcasts, me included. I mean, I listen, if I'm not listening to an audio book, I'm listening to a podcast when I drive. I, I, I rarely listen to music anymore just because I feel like I want to always be learning. Um, now I love music. And so sometimes when I'm all pumped up, I'll, you know, put some tunes on or whatever, but, um, I heard these studies about how often, you know, millennials and people were listening to podcasts. I was like, man, that's the way to get people in and get people involved and speak a language that people need. Um, so we decided we would start a podcast and we started thinking about this, man, it was probably three months ago and it was just kind of the idea in the air. Hey, what if we did a, a podcast talking about some of the things we talk about? And we were like, yeah, that'd be awesome. So we just kind of hit it up and didn't really do anything. And then all of a sudden one day I'm like, guys, we got we to gotta set down some topics and do this or it's not going to happen. And so I got a bunch of the young adults from our group together and we just we recorded some stuff and we've released the first two episodes now, um, potentially by the time this one airs three or four. Um, but it's there. It's available. You can find it on all the major podcasting platforms. Psalm 704 is all you need to search for. Awesome. And how long are the episodes? Um, they're short. We try to keep it 20 to 25 minutes. Um, a lot of people's commutes to work, I find, are about that length. And so if it's longer, it's okay. But I find if it's shorter, I get bummed out because then I got to look for something else to listen to on my way to work. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fair point. Uh, a lot of actually, like with, with absurdity, one of the things I realized was I wanted to make a podcast that I want to listen to as well. So, and, and the way the, the length of time that I tend to like is about an hour. So for 20, 25 minutes, that's perfect for like, that's perfect dog walking time for me. That's what that there is. That is every dog walk. I can listen to an episode. And so Psalm 704 podcast, you can find it. I actually went to search for it the other night and there's a couple things that'll show up in iTunes before it. So you can also just search for Ryan Hodgins name and it'll also come up because he's the, uh, it's under his like name. So you can find Psalm 704 Ryan Hodgins is the way to search for it in iTunes and you'll find it with no problem. Yeah. Little, so, little disclaimer. Um, it's good. It's really good. But, but, you know, we're starting out. So be patient with us and it's going to get better over time. But we really do like it. We really like how it's been so far. Um, so, you know, I know you said some comments about how you you enjoyed it. You thought it was good. So that's that's good. Yeah, no, for sure. Every like I tell people. I don't know why I still have the first episodes of this podcast up because I never, I always tell people like start after episode 20, please <laughs> for the love of everything that is good. Start after episode 20 because everything before that is, is like, con like content wise, it's great. 
but quality wise, but, it just, but you know, uh, like I cringe. If somebody started listening back then, and they still kept listening, those are the diehards. Those are the listeners you really want. Oh yeah, those are my ride or die fans. But it's like, if someone starts at a current episode and then works their way backwards, it's like it makes me nervous because <laughs> they're gonna hate it the more that they listen to it. Well, I think. Or is it- I think when I started listening to your podcast, I think you were on like episode eight or something like that. So I, I got all those good ones. Oh, thanks. I'm, <laughs> I'm glad you've stuck with me. And now you're actually on the show. It's 50 episodes later. So glad to glad you're a part of it. Um, so I know that you came in and they said, hey, you're going to be looking at youth and young adults. But why do you have uh, such a burden for young adults outside of a work assignment? Um, outside of that pastoralism, why do you feel that you have such a burden for them and want to see something happen with them? Well, it's kind of a twofold thing. Um, when I gave my life to Christ and actually accepted a call to ministry, I was really messed up. And there wasn't a lot in the church for me. And um, I always felt like some of the key people that guided me back were people that cared about youth and young adults. And so that kind of led me, I felt called right off the bat when I accepted the call into ministry, uh, uh, you know, to, to be a pastor, I felt God was calling me into that field, not specific to run a church, not necessarily to, to uh, focus on chaplaincy or something like that, but to focus specifically on youth and young adults. And I have pastored outside of that field and I still loved it and I still enjoyed it, but working with young people is just for me, it's, it's, I I wouldn't want to do anything else. And so that's given me a burden for it. But then also seeing, you know, uh, our church as a whole over the last, I don't know, decade or so has tried to put a lot more emphasis on youth ministry. Um, You know, they still don't have it perfectly and they are still, it's a work in progress, but that was mostly focused on youth. And so I realized that there was kind of this this hole that needed to be filled where a hole that needed to be filled where youth and young adults or sorry, where young adults specifically were not uh, there wasn't any programming that met their their niche and their identity. So we wanted to do something that would reach out to that group, because once you get out of youth and you're like kind of collegiate age, it was like there was an expectation for you to just, okay. Now you go to big people church and you just pay your offerings and your tithes, let your hair go gray and sit in the pew and shut up. And I was like, and that's, you know, that's not what I wanted. And so I knew that there must be other people out there that wanted something more. That makes sense. I think there's a a friend of mine actually very recently brought up this point, which was uh, a lot of youth are separated from main church for, for, you know, the, the entirety of their lives. And so when they actually get to the main church service, they don't own it because that was never theirs. It was never their space. And so a lot of young adults struggle with that transition because that the main worship service has never been something that's been a normal part of their lives. Well, and early on when I was pastoring, I actually was doing some studying into the validity of having like youth church or separate church for for people. And there was a, a lot of actual evidence that said that it was a bad thing because it created that separation. And then, uh, if you'll have it, uh, adult church was not for them. And when they were done with their church experience, they didn't feel a place in the other one. So for a long time in my ministry, I just tried to incorporate youth into the main service. But then you also come into this problem where sometimes the main church doesn't speak to that generation. 
And yeah. so you've got to work past that somehow. And I think really the validity is either you need to seriously change the way you're doing church or do a different church for those people or, or ministry. Yeah. Well, and, and to some extent too, I think it's on the family to kind of make that bridge, right? There has to be some sort of bridge between the thing that happens with the old gray hairs and the things that happens with the, with the young people. Uh, and, but there needs to be some sort of bridge. And one of the things that I, I think families have been failing in is they're the ones that provide that bridge. Yeah. They're the ones that go back and actually, you know, interact with their kids and talk about, Hey, what did you learn today? And how did that go? And what questions do you have? And, and creating an environment or an atmosphere where those questions are welcomed and that growth is encouraged. And um, unfortunately, I think that that has been like, I think we depend too much on the church to provide someone's faith <laughs> in essence. So I, yeah, I agree with well, the way that you've done this. One of the big things too, that, that hit me, and this is why we do Psalm 704, most of our programming outside of actual church service is because church is an hour, two hours out of the week. What are you doing for the under other 166, 167 hours in the week? And, you know, a lot of people, and this is something even as a pastor early on, I struggled with, what does it look like to have a connection with God? And most people, I don't think really understand that. And so to give some guidance to how to actually connect with God outside of church, which one could really argue, at least from my perspective, that that's actually more important than going to church. Oh, absolutely. Like if you go to church, but you don't have a relationship with God, uh, you're not going to grow. You're not going to be helped anybody else. You're probably actually going to be destructive to the church. Yeah. But if you have a relationship with God and you don't go to church, I would argue that that would be of the two. That's the more preferable one. Obviously I think the, the idea would be that you are involved in church. Plus you have a relationship. Oh yeah. With God. Well, and, community is fundamentally important to life as it is, but also Christian walk. Um, if you don't have connection with other Christians, you're going to struggle. It's going to make life a lot harder. And so I think, I think the church is, is crucial, but it's, it's effectively ineffective if you don't have a relationship with God. That makes sense. I agree. Um, okay. So now let's talk about the thing. Now, if, uh, to my listeners, you've heard me talk about this a few times. Every episode description has a link to it. AwakenNC.com is the link. And once again, it will be down in the episode description. So I am talking currently to the man behind Awaken, the man planning it all, putting it all together. Um, so Ryan, talk to me about Awaken Conference. Um, well, you know, I'm. <laughs> some people know me like I, I like to put on events. I mean, I like the other stuff in between, but I also like events. Um, I think they can be a catalyst to build our relationship or to kick off um, a new lifestyle or a new choice or whatever. Um, I started years ago with with throwing youth rallies and uh, had a lot of uh, joy and saw a lot of change in people's life because of those. Um, and in coming here, we actually do do a youth event in the summer called Revive. Um, but there's not been anything, at least in, in our conference or even arguably in the Southern Union, other than what happens at Southern itself, there's not been a whole lot for young adults in a long time. And the stuff that's been there, it's been okay, but I, I was like, we need something more and we need something now. And so 
we as a team at Psalm 704, we're talking about how we're going to do this. And one of the things we came up with is the Awaken Conference. And I'm super excited about it. I think it's going to be amazing. Like the speakers, the breakout speakers. There's this one guy coming. His name's Ryan Becker. He's going to do He's it. terrible. Don't, don't get him. Don't get him. He's going to do a worst. breakout session. It'll be, it'll be bang on. Um, but anyways, yeah, no. So um, I, I, I think God's given me a talent to plan stuff. And um, so I, I, I'm pretty excited about this event. I think it's going to be just amazing. And um, I would do more if I could, but, I think people will see that there's going to be God's got some great things that are going to happen at this conference. For sure. So what are the dates for Awaken? Um, So Awaken is going to be December the 28th through the 30th. We were looking at a time that could uh, fit people either collegiate age or um, like young entrepreneurial type people or, you know, young adults in the business world. And that's typically a time where a lot of people have time off or collegiate people are not in school. And so we thought that that would be a really good time of year to host it. Um, You know, we did see some success in some other conferences around that time of year. And so we said, hey, let's let's do this uh, the last weekend of the year. And uh, that's kind of how we ended up with that. So I'm going to I'm going to push you on this just a little bit, because this is a this is something that as I've talked with people in my area trying to share about Awaken and talk about what's going on and get them involved. They've brought this this up. And I think this would be a great platform to actually address that concern, which is, uh, unfortunately, I think Awaken is starting to get that title of uh, the GYC killer or the GYC, like, you know, you're, you're trying to go up against GYC and uh, how can you ever succeed if you're trying to go up against GYC? Because if, for those of you who don't know, GYC is Generation Youth for Christ. It's a major young adult conference that happens around the new year every year. And in different cities around the world, I think this year it's on the West Coast. I don't think it's on the, even even on the East Coast. And so, and it's sanctioned by the GC. Like everyone in the church loves this thing. So it's almost like they have the monopoly on these, or they have the control over these dates. And so, you for know, us to plan awaken has been. And now, I don't believe that, but those have been said to me. And so, I want to give an opportunity to really respond to that and see, like, how what is awaken and how is it different. Well, you know, I. I have nothing against GYC. Um, you know, they, they do reach a lot of people. And, you know, sometimes I, I've heard that there's like 5,000 people show up for it. And that's awesome. Um, but the demographic of people that usually go to that conference um, are a very specific demographic. You know, we've got a traditional type, uh, more conservative leaning people. Now, that's not to say that other people don't go. They do. Um, but you know, there's a huge demographic of young adults, uh, millennials that are not being reached by this conference. And, you know, so, and a lot of those people are people that I work with quite regularly. And so, you know, we're not trying to compete. We're trying to, um, meet a need that's not being met. Yeah, that's huge. And I think too, like, I really love that you said we're not trying to compete. I think there's this, this, for some reason, we're in the same denomination. We're going for the same goals, which is introducing people to Jesus Christ yeah. and into a life-saving relationship with him. Like, it's not competition. If anything, like, it, it's uh, it's one of those things where we should welcome more things happening Absolutely. at the same time. And, you know, 
I, I heard this phrase over and over again. I don't remember who it was that said it. Um, maybe you've heard it before, but if you're gonna, if you want to reach people that no one's reaching, you've got to do things that no one's done before. And as a church, there's a large quantity of young adults that are not being reached by our church. Yeah. You know, there's, there's nothing for them or they don't feel like there's anything for them and they don't see themselves going to a conference um, that is very traditional. It just doesn't draw them in. It doesn't appeal to them. And so, you know, if we were just going to throw another GC or I'm sorry, another GYC, I would be like, no, we're not doing this. There's no point. It's already happening. Why would you do that? So, you know, this, this conference is different. It's not the same old, same old. It's not going to reach, it may not reach those type of people, but you know what? This is my honest opinion. Most of those people are already in the church and they don't need reaching. We need to reach people that may need be outside of the church. Hmm, that's huge. I, and I, I a hundred percent agree. And I don't have any ill will toward GYC either. Like I'm a big fan of these dates because they're accessible dates for people. Um, and, and there's one more, I think, thing here too. One of the things that because Adventists think in terms of unions and conferences and divisions, they hear that something's going on in a specific city and they assume that it's only for that conference or that only that union. So talk to me about Awaken being, is it only for Carolina conference people? Is it only for Southern union people or is it open to everyone? Yeah, no, um, we have, we've actually got people, um, who are coming from Washington state. So, you know, and that's about as on the other side of the country as you can get, unless you were in Alaska or Hawaii or something. <laughs> so I'm, you know, I'm never one. I'm all about sharing. And this is not monopolized by the Carolina conference. Um, they were generous when I pled with them that, Hey, listen, we've got this gap. There's nothing happening for these people. We need to do something to meet their needs. And I asked them for money and they just, agreed and gave me the money I asked for. And the Carolina conference is in huge support of this. It's on their website. They're promoting it, but this is for anyone. If you're in the Southern union, if you're a student at a university, if you're in Boston, come on down. Um, you know, this is one of the reasons we're hosting it at a hotel. It's actually going to be at the Hilton in university park in Charlotte. So we, we wanted to have it at a hotel so that people could come. It's not super far from the airport. They could fly into there, into the Charlotte airport or the Concord airport and be there within 20 minutes. And, you know, they can stay there. If they're in the hotel, they're going to get, if they pay for a room in the hotel, they're going to get breakfast provided. We're providing a couple of different other meals. And so we just wanted to make it accessible. And so anyone, you know, Southern Union, NAD, we would love to have you outside. If, if you want to fly from Africa or Europe, we'll take you. We're not going to be, <laughs> sorry, this is only for Carolina Conference people. <laughs> it's very fair, fair. So um, who are, so I'm one of the speakers, or at least for a breakout session, I'm not actually like a keynote speaker, but who, who else can people expect at Awaken? So we, you know, we were praying about who to bring in as the keynote speaker um, and I always find God really does work to provide the right person if you're praying about it. And we were we were really struggling with this, trying to figure out who to do who to get the right person. And 
I was talking with someone and, and I was like, Hey, you know, maybe we should check out Alan Martin. And we had asked a few people and it just wasn't going to work out for whatever reason. And I don't know why Alan didn't come to the top of my mind, but when I thought about him, I'm like, yeah, I think Alan would be perfect. Um, and so I contacted him and he was like, man, I really like the, the purpose and the mission behind what you guys are doing. I like your vision. He's like, let me pray about this and we'll, we'll, we'll see. And a few weeks later he got back to me. He said, yeah, we'd love to, to come. And so he's going to come out. Alan Martin's going to speak. He pastors, he's the, the teaching pastor of a church in Arlington, Texas called younger generation church. Um, and he's just, he's really involved in ministry to young adults in North American division. And so, you know, he's going to be our key keynote speaker. And I think he's going to be very impactful. Um, he speaks all over the country, all, probably all over the world. And it, I think he'll make a big impact for guiding us to awaken our lives in Christ. Mm, awesome. So um, let's kind of move from awaken um, and awaken December 28 through 30. We really wanted to highlight that the entire purpose of this episode, cats out of the bag on this is to highlight <laughs> this. Um, this is the longest advertisement in the history of absurdity. No, um, it, but really we did want to highlight this and give people the opportunity and as much time as possible to be able to register for this and to look into this. So awakennc.com. And uh, Ryan, we're going to do this a little bit shorter than normal episodes. And the reason being, um, I'm actually going to release this not as a normal Monday release, but we're going to release this as, um, let's see, we're recording this on the 20th. My goal is to release this tomorrow, the 21st. See, and that'll be and awesome because if you can, early registration is still open until the 25th. And um, we might even be able to work out a discount code for absurdity listeners. Hey, um, I think we can okay. work that out. So if we do, okay. if we work that out, maybe you can put that in the description. Yes. So check the episode description. If you're listening to this right now, check the episode description. There will be, you can, you will find confirmation on whether or not there is an absurdity uh, discount code. Perfect. I love this. All right. So um, let's, let's, as we kind of wind down here, I want to ask you this. Most of my audience is people on the outskirts of faith. They are questioning the system. They're questioning the institution. They're doubting long-held beliefs, and they're on a journey of discovery, right? Like that, and they're trying to do that in a way that's intellectually honest, and in a, and they're trying to find ways to uh, actually be able to ask those questions in safe spaces and 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 places. And absurdity has been a place where where they've been able to find that. So, what would you say to this audience if you had the chance? What's one thing that you wish they knew or wanted to reinforce for them? Well, you know, for me and my kind of my focus and my calling, I feel from God is to, you know, reach people outside of the church or on the fringes of the church, because, you know, we've done an OK job with the people that are devote because they're easy to keep around. Um, but when people ask questions, I think as a church, we've not done an excellent job. And for one, I just want to say sorry. I'm sorry that we've not. It's mm. it's terrible. Um, but the reality is, is it's good to ask questions. Uh, if you don't ask questions, you're not going to understand what you believe. And if you don't understand what you believe, you're not going to be solid in your faith. And so, you know, keep asking questions. And if you want answers, you know, ask, ask other people, ask, you know, ask Ryan Becker, ask myself, come to Awaken. We're going to try to challenge some of those questions out at that conference. 
And um, we're actually going to be having small groups that meet a couple of times where around tables, we discuss some of those big issues and challenging things. But the biggest thing for me is just keep searching. If you search and, and ask, ask God, um, you know, you can look for things in the wrong place and you're not going to find the right thing. But if you look in the right place, you will find the right thing. Um, you know, I'm, I've been a pastor for literally 13 years now and I still, I don't have all the answers all the time. I'm reading stuff and I'm going, man, I don't understand this or God, why would you do this? Or, you know, why is the church doing this? And in actually asking, Asking those questions and searching, a lot of times what I find is I find good answers and I find that my faith gets stronger and my life gets better. Hmm. That's huge. Well, Ryan, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate this. I love this episode. I love working with you. I love the work that we've done together with Psalm 704 and with, you know, looking up ahead to awaken here. Um, any final thoughts that you want to leave with listeners? Yeah, I think that uh, if you want, um, you should tell Becker that he should come a day early for the Awaken conference and be our roadie. Cause we need him to load, um, audio <laughs> equipment. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm, anyway, <laughs> but no, seriously though. Um, <laughs> yeah, the, I, I think the, I think the last thing we were talking about is a pretty good final thought really. I mean, you know, yeah. there are people and, you know, even pastors that question stuff, you know, we don't have it all perfect. If we had it perfect, we would be God. That's the reality. You know, sometimes we wonder, you know, why can't I know God well enough or why don't I understand God? Well, the reality is if you completely understood God, you would be God. Um, and God is bigger than that. And so it's perfectly healthy and it's perfectly normal to have questions. And if you act like you don't and you act like you've got it all together, really, you're just lying to yourself and everybody else. So it's good to ask questions. It's good to challenge your faith. Um, but I would say make sure that you're challenging it in a prayerful spirit. In other words, when you ask questions, ask God those questions and ask him for the answers or at least for his guidance to find them. And what I've always found is if that I'm open to God's spirit helping me understand, he does. It may not be as immediate as I want. You know, like I want answers like as fast as I want my taco bell, which I learned the other day, I will never go to another. There's the, I went to this one taco bell and it literally took me 21 minutes in the drive through to get my order. And I will never Jeez. go back there again because I'm impatient and that's nonsense. But <laughs> <laughs> I agree a hundred percent. I agree. Nonsense. But the reality is, is that, yeah, um, we want our answers right now, but patience is, is a virtue. And sometimes the answers don't come for weeks, months, or even years, but just keep asking and God will keep providing you with answers. Amen. Love it. All right. Well, that has been Absurdity with Ryan Hodgins. And we'll have, Ryan, we'll have you on again at some point and we'll talk about like some bigger issue or something that you're passionate about outside of this, but we really wanted to highlight Awaken. So awakennc.com, you can find that and potentially a discount code in the episode description for this um, the conference dates December 28th through 30 in Charlotte, North Carolina. Thank you guys so much for listening to Absurdity, and we'll see you next week.
Today's episode of Absurdity is sponsored by The Haystack. The Haystack is a voice for young adults in the Seventh-day Adventist Church that produces articles, music reviews, videos, and more. To check them out, go to www.thehaystack.org. The Haystack. Life. Culture. Theology.